from miss april i am from huntington beach california and what's it like over there it's nice you know times are changing so i'm thinking about considering um a move out of state just due to how things the condition and things are right now here in southern california they're getting a little unusual maybe due to the politics i don't know and when when did you see a significant change was it after covid um, <clears throat> yes, and I was kind of getting a, a little bit of a push in a way, um, just intuitively to start preparing to leave because my spirits asked me to leave and my guides asked me to leave um, before 2025, like no later than 2025. So it's been kind of like in my direct plans to kind of get out. So I knew that when they were telling me that, that I needed to start preparing for a different adventure. <laughs> I've been born and raised in California, so um, this is home. Um, right now, I'm I'm located in Huntington Beach, but I've been kind of all over from Lakewood to Pasadena to Long Beach areas, stuff like that. So when you say your spirits kind of give you this message, I mean, how do you interact with that aspect of yourself? Is it through the cards? Are you more of like a medium that like hears and sees? How, how are you interacting with them at this point in your spiritual journey? It's a great question. Um, you know, it's more, it comes from an inner knowing. So I feel like this is more about like my mediumship gifts. Um, I, I wasn't doing tarot or shuffling cards in the moment that I was getting those downloads. I felt like it was more um, a feeling and just kind of like a whisper. It comes in an auditory form or I get visions in my third eye. So I trust that it's just something I can't shake. It's like a knowing. So um, and then I, I have a lot of prophetic dreams. So I know that sometimes um, I see the future and then like it'll happen. So I start writing down my dreams and stuff. So I've had a lot of intense dreams right before COVID hit about the future. And I started sharing um, my predictions and stuff online. And I started, things just got a little more popular and people were actually quite interested in what I had to say, because a lot of the stuff I was saying was sort of un unfolding before their eyes. And so... But going back to uh, your question, yeah, it's just, it's time to go <laughs> from California. Things are changing. Yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of intuitive mediumship. And I, I think that's one of the most uh, fundamental forms to be able to grow upon. You know, at, at what age did you start noticing that you had this gift or that things were a little bit different about you? Um, I would say about the age of eight, eight years old. I started, uh, I couldn't sleep very well. I suffered from a lot of insomnia. And um, I would see spirits, you know, pass by my door and I could feel them and I could see like movement and things like that. Um, although I wasn't getting a direct image of them, but I could see them with my own eyes. I could see like a change um, in my vision. And I, and I didn't understand at the time what was happening to me. I was afraid to tell my mother at the time um, about what was going on and what I was seeing. So I kept it a secret and I started picking up um, decks and books, um, things like that. Um, cause I felt intuitively, I knew and understood like things like astrology and, uh, tarot. And I just couldn't quite shake it. And so I finally decided to kind of my, my group Catholic, you know, um, 
I finally decided to open up to my mother and thank goodness for the trust in that where I had told her I kept seeing a man around her that was deceased. Um, my mom has been married twice and so her first husband tragically passed but it was like an unspoken rule in my house that we just don't talk about my mother's past or who she was married to or anything. Um, so I told her, I pulled her aside in a driveway and I was between like, I was around eight or something. And I said, mom, um, <clears throat> there's a spirit of a man that I always see around you. And he's dressed like this and boots and jeans and a jacket. And he says that he remembers you when you're really young and used to wear this red and, um, and yellow bikini and you guys used to go to the river a lot and um he watches over you and she just looked at me and her whole face just changed and she looked absolutely shocked because i explained exactly detail for detail how she looked and that was the first time i felt safe to open up because um my mom believed me and i would tell her mom if you get into the car like going further into the future i'd say be careful because you could get a ticket and she'd get a ticket. <laughs> so she started, she was like my main support growing up as a kid because I think she knew I was a little different and I had these gifts. And um, we didn't know that it ran in the family um, because of the history. I know just by looking at me, you're probably, you think, you think, okay, she's Caucasian, but I do have a lot of different types of roots. I'm pretty kind of mixed around a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of history in my bloodlines that I found out later until after my mother passed about what happened. But uh, there was a lot of stuff going on with war times and things like that, where my great grandmother was a, um, a medium and a tarot reader for a, a town in Germany. And the SS, not to bring up too much history, but <laughs> the SS, um, which were um, the soldiers... Uh, that belonged to Hitler and all that, we're, we're going to kind of pluck my, my great-grandmother from her home. Um, so she, at the time, had these gifts, so she kind of quieted them and offered them her services to kind of keep things quiet because they were trying to accuse her that she was not of pure race. Wow. So now it's interesting you state that because, you know, having studied World War II to a certain degree, um, and knowing that the Nazi party actually delved quite a bit into the occult, um, yes, I, ha I have to believe what you're saying now, ethnically, um, before I move further, what, what, what were you able to discover, you know, after mom's passing and possibly doing some, you know, ethnic investigations within yourself? So I have Cherokee roots. Um, they're, um, on my father's side of the family. So, um, my great grandmother is half Cherokee and she was raped um, or her mother was raped. Let me get this right. Her mother was raped by, you know, somewhat like a white man. And then, then I, and then here I am. <laughs> so the bloodline just kind of grew. Um, and then on my mother's side, she is, uh, German, um, Irish. Um, but I believe from the papers that we have discovered that there were some hidden things that they were trying to protect my grandmother from being, being executed, from being killed. So her last name was Frank. So as you know, the diary of Anne Frank. So, um, they traced her diary back to, they went into her diary and stuff and traced her roots back to the French border. 
but they were pretty threatening. So they took my great aunt, Sarah, which is my grandmother's sister. She was about 14 years old at the time. Um, and they plucked her from the home as a threat to say, quote unquote, we're going to take her because she's slow. And they ended up taking her and euthanizing her. So because they felt that they thought she was slow and this really upset my great uncle, um, which he started, uh, he got thrown into Dachau like three wow. times for talking against the regime. Yeah. It's a big story. I found this all out after my mother passed. I had no idea how deep the roots went, but yes, my great grandmother, her last name was Frank. Her name was Irna and she was, um, a medium for the town where she lived and she read cards and she was able to read palms. And, and a long time ago, a bubble out told me, he says, this runs in your family, what you do. And at the time I didn't understand it until after my mother passed, my mother passed in 2019. And so in that understanding, I realized where it's, it's coming from my ancestors and my roots. So I tend to my Volvoda and my ancestors a lot to keep me going with my work too, as well. So besides the saints. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, having, like I said, you know, studied World War II, it being one of the points in history that probably emotionally the one that disturbed me the most, especially knowing places like Auschwitz and Dachau and, and understanding what occurred there. Um, that That's really incredible stuff. Now, once again, my condolences for mom in 2019. Did you ever actually get a chance to speak to this, um, this grandmother that, you know, um, through the tarot or did you ever hear about her otherwise you know were there any stories or anything maybe from this great uncle or anything i mean truly a survival epic you know especially being able to come out of that yeah um unfortunately i didn't get to meet her i didn't get um a chance to have any dialogue with her i mean at the time she actually died sometime after the war um from cancer and I never had a chance to meet her, but I've seen pictures of her and my grandmother, who's now deceased, my mother's mother. Um, she, she had explained to me that she had um, that my eyes, she goes, you don't have your mother's eyes, you don't have your father's eyes, you have my mother's eyes. Um, and I seen a picture of her when I was about 14 years old. And when I saw this picture, I I honestly thought I was looking back at myself that I was like, almost like we were connected and I felt a, a connection with her, even though we've never spoken, I've never met this woman, but my grandmother would always say, I remind her of her mother. So it's quite interesting, the connection. Wow. Now, you know, astrology, it's such a popular topic now. Um, there's so many people, you know, expressing knowledge upon it, you know, exchanging it, you know, what, could you say to the random person who comes to you and says, you know, what is astrology? You know, what, what's the best way you can answer that question for them? Astrology to me is it's a tool. It's um, a tool. It really has a lot to do with um, kind of like your past life. It gets into subjects of your um, your shadow of yourself and, and to the stronger parts of yourself brings up shortcomings. To me, it's another tool in the toolbox, you know, um, of how to kind of get that screenshot consolation at the time of your birth. Because if you really think about it, you know, there's a message at the time of your birth from your father and from your mother, which starts with the sun sign and the moon sign. So it's very interesting to kind of see 
you know, all the different points and transits and stuff in terms of planets, because cosmic weather is very, um, very well received, especially with millionaires, too, because that's how they pick and choose when they're going to make decisions based on the, you know, the cosmic weather, so to speak. Um, is this the right time? You know, um, so they do seek out astrologers to really have a better sense of like what decisions to make certain days um, for weddings um, to pick for good luck and good omens. There's it's all connected the way I see it personally. <clears throat> oh, that's that's a beautiful discipline and beautiful concepts. Um, you know, I've heard of two schools because, you know, when people first hear about astrology, we think about the Greeks, but I actually was just put on to some knowledge that, you know, within Hinduism or the Indian Ayurvedic culture, there is another branch of astrology. Could you confirm or deny that? Yes, that's true. So uh, we have Western astrology and then we have Vedic. So uh, Vedic goes a little bit backwards for those that are watching that don't know, it goes backwards. So let's just say, let's just say, depending upon the time you're born, let's just say you're a Taurus, then you go backwards, you'd be Aries. It's it goes a little bit backwards. So it's quite interesting to kind of see and a lot of people will check that. And some people truly believe that it's actually more accurate than it would be so much so for Western astrology. So now, someone who wants to get into astrology, someone who's interesting, interested in knowing what the cosmic weather or what their chart, I think it's called is, what are what are those first steps like? Are they actually you know, how are you able to understand what was happening at that moment? Are we, is there a database that we go into is certain preconceived notions? How, what's the first step in astrology, finding out who we are? Well, a lot of people use different applications. There's various ones all over the internet. So you can get into time passages or uh, cafe astrology. There's just different applications. Everybody has a preference, but they're all fairly accurate for the most part. Um, but it's most important that you have like the exact time when you're born, the right location when you're born. A lot of, some people don't even know. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, it's, it's so, it's so common, um, that it's hard not to find an application that would apply to finding out information so quick, so fast. So if there is an application that provides this information, a professional such as yourself, are you being contracted to interpret it for them? I'm not sure I understand the question. You mean like um, through through like, that resource or? Yeah, like for example, let's say, okay, someone has their their coordinates or forgive me, their 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 information. Do they come to you to be able to develop like a chart out or, or to be able to kind of like um, organize this information so that you can give them the messages they need? Sure, absolutely. So, um so let's just say someone books a reading with me and they are, they are interested in a natal chart reading. So that's when I'll go in and look up their information due to birth, time, all of that. And I'll explain to them all their points, you know, coordinates, transits, all of that. And also, um, you know, where the, it's like a screenshot constellation at the time of their birth. So where those planets are and those signs. Um, and it does speak depending upon certain nodes, you know, past life stuff. You can get into those things because there's a little bit of, there's the bones of it. And then there's the meat of it, as I see in every reading, whether you're using also, it's quite interesting. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, another interesting part to me is 
What is the training process like? Do you seek out a mentor? Is there a school? Is it a lot of independent study? What are some of the, th- the steps you had to go through to kind of end up where you are right now, where you're accepting clientele and, you know, guiding people? Um, I have done some schooling on my own. You can do it online or someone that's that you very much trust. I mean, there's so much access to that. It's like overwhelming, you know, how many people are, can teach and talk about this. Um, so over the years, I just learned it through classes and through, um, other resources, people that are experts in these areas, um, where I was able to build upon that and learn more and be able to give more to my clients based on knowledge. I never feel that I'm somebody that is like an expert, but like more so I feel like, um, I'm ever so learning. I always look at myself like a student because there's always so much astrology and in, in regards to anything on all fronts in, in, in your life. It's like, you can't just say, oh, I know everything. There's always something to learn. So that's the attitude I keep of astrology. Awesome. Now, mind you, I'm an Aries, right? So I think that's within my Western calendar, but I think within the Ayurvedic one, um, whatever sign, forgive me, I, I should be more versed, but the one, I think it's Aquarius comes before Aries, depending. Oh, that would be Pisces. Pisces, yes, the fish, forgive me. So, you know, just, uh, just, just you know, for, for the sake of conversation, what, you know, because my birthday is March 31st. So, mm-hmm. like, I've heard I have, like, Taurus elements based on you know said moon or you know I have Aquarius elements you know because I they, they say I'm kind of on the border you know some of my situation possibly March 31st Aries Western you know what are some of the things you know or, or pieces of advice you could possibly give me so based on Western astrology for Aries Aries is the first sign of the zodiac wheels It does speak a lot about karmic adjustments based upon your birthing into this life, which means you're taking on a lot of the the karma from your family, but you're here to shape shift it and reset that. So whatever mistakes have been made or trials and tribulations and and challenges, you're birthing in your family and your bloodlines from your ancestors. Aries is very, very important because they came here to really integrate and change and be the beacon of light for their family based upon their decisions and their boldness and their courage to say, you know what, that's great. My ancestors and my loved ones did this before, but I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be different. I'm going to do something different because my decisions are going to affect the generations thereafter me, including my children. So Aries is the one that really is um, the biggest. I feel like they're very important because they really do change the game for their family because they're the ones that are the bolder ones, um, more courageous ones, not to say or exclude any of the other ones that they don't have bold boldness or courage, but I'm, I'm further emphasizing the sign of Mars is to take charge and just say, you know what, I'm gonna choose differently, I'm gonna be differently and my choices matter and understand the power that they have and how to sh- and work with that energy of Mars um, to really um, change the family and the generations they're after them. So they're incredibly important for adjusting that karma for their family because they are hitting the reset button literally for their family by their existence in this life, by what they choose to do. That's different. That's better than the generations there before them. Well, that was, that was very accurate. And I'll give you the confirmation right now. I pretty much did the 
complete opposite of what was expected of me. Um, they do say that at some point we were interacting with Ifa in Cuba, but, um, you know, there was this huge gap in practice um, to where it ultimately culminated in me being where we're from and being exposed to it. But I completely went left, you know, and um, being able to expose this to my family and obviously my children are initiated and be able to kind of realign us. Um, that was, that was quite accurate. And, you know, just the idea that it can be even more profound if someone was to book a session with you is really incredible. Now, my next question is that where are we able to get this information? And what I mean by that is, for example, you mentioned Mars, you mentioned the characteristics that are associated with certain positions and whatnot. Who were the first people to identify this? Was it that we looked at, you know, the characteristics of the planets and were able to interpret, Hey, Mars, you know, boldness, courage, trend setting, you know, pioneering, or was what, how was it codified? You know, when, when can we kind of look back and be like, who left this here for us? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, stuff comes up in like Greek, Greek mythology and just different things. It goes way back. Um, I really wish I had a great answer for that. Um, so I feel like it's, it's been, you know, the story three wise men that they talk about in the Bible, the three wise men. And then when they went to go around Christmas time, you know, the big story in the Bible where baby Jesus was born. Well, those three wise men brought frankincense, myrrh, and some gifts for this beautiful baby Jesus. Now, I don't mean to get into the subject of, of so I'm not so much interested in the religious backing of this is more so I'm, I'm interested in the story because I got to thinking about this when, cause I was born and raised Catholic and I want to bring the story up because they were able to follow a star to find where this baby was at baby Jesus. Okay. By following that star, they used astrology to find out where he is. That is my belief. Where this all derived from, I feel like it's very old. It's very ancient. Um, there are gods and things like this. They talk about Mars and, and Venus. You know, um, they they represent, and a lot of it comes up in Greek uh, mythology. So it's, but I bring this this story up because it's like the only way they would figure this out is through astrology and the, the stars. And they mapped out the stars. The Egyptians were really great at knowing they, they were, you know, they worshiped the stars and then they were interpreted as gods. Um, I believe the pyramids were aligned and set up and they used the stars as like some kind of um, backing for their decisions and what they built and what they did and what they believed in. So there's this whole like back end of it, um, you know, behind astrology that I feel like it's so ancient that there's so much more to that's why I always say I don't feel like I know everything I never consider myself an expert because every day I'm finding out something new I'm like oh I didn't realize that I didn't know that uh, and then I would ask spirit guide me show me more give me more knowledge that can better help my community and my friends and clients you know because there's just so much to learn I feel like we don't even know all of it I think we have just like a surface knowledge of it of how deep this really goes no i share that concept completely um you know within ifa um i'm learning something new every day i'm studying harder now than i ever have and, and the more i learn the more i want to know and you know i don't think there is one culture or ancient culture that didn't delve into stargazing at some point i mean 
you know, for, for lack of better entertainment, I mean, in the evening, you really didn't have much else to look at anyway other than the beauty that was the night sky before we had all these, you know, lights that kind of provide this fog that we can't see all this stuff sometimes. But Ifa was one of those cultures, definitely. I mean, the Odua Babayobe was where uh, the sun and the moon went to war, where the sun was actually, um, you know, abusing his wife, the moon, and the stars, his daughters. And um, what they ended up deciding to do was divide space um, and the day between the both of them, where 12 hours were for the sun, 12 hours were for the moon. And um, people actually felt more comfortable staring at Mother Moon and seeking her and, you know, the, the other siblings that were in the cosmos for advice. So all the way back to our first Odu, the king Odu of Babayobe, where the Big Bang happened and the great expansion of the cosmos, you know, we can see evidences of this. And, you know, recently I did my uh, ancestry where um, I came out with, um, you know, as a descendant of, of, of Mali, as well as the Dogon tribe, who were um, obviously recognized as actually discovering stars and having knowledge of stars before a lot of really advanced telescopes were even in place. And they said this knowledge came from the visitation that they experienced, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago from, you know, ancestral, you know, um, universal visitors, right? So, you know, Ifa, amongst others, I mean, like you said, the Egyptians, it's really what they were, uh, what they were looking at. I, I ask you, you know, what do you think um, astrology could do for um, society at whole? What benefits do you think people from can, can get from delving into the, you know, their ancestry within the universe and within space? Um, I feel that, you know, there is such a thing, like I brought up the, the term cosmic weather, because it's true. Um, you know, they, you know, police even say that there's a lot of more crimes and stuff around the time when the full moon is nice and bright. So um, we are deeply affected. And, you know, I, I always think about Yamaya and the moon, because the moon um, pulls the tides up, you know what I mean? So it's all connected. So it's important to lean into a little bit to have a better sense and understanding and more awareness of ourselves, Just like with, um, you know, um, the readings and the stories um, behind Ifa and, and the stuff that comes up um, when we get a certain sign, um, you know, there's numbers involved. Um, and if, you know, when you think of Ifa, I noticed that they write, they, in the sand, they're writing, they're putting their finger in the sand and writing ones, you know, they're doing this, like they're counting. So if you really think about everything is ruled by degrees and certain planets and what they stand for, and a lot of people should integrate that a little bit more or be at least a little more vigilant about transits and stuff like that, because it would better assist them for, um, you know, their success in business, um, their money. Um, also, geographic locations are very important, um, you know, with astrology as well, you know, where the lines can kind of track through certain parts of the world where they're living. Um, things like that. I mean, it's like you can't go wrong with another tool in your toolbox, you know. Um, I'm always open and receptive to different modalities because I feel like, it gives me a um, a much more panoramic view of the future, so I'm better prepared in terms of what I what moves I need to make. Now, going back to astrology and looking into your shortcomings, 
just like no different when you get a sign and, you know, um, getting a reading from your padrino or from, from a babala or whatever's going on. And they're like, Hey, you know, you're in Osobo and you're like, Oh my God, you know, what do I need to do? Um, so it's kind of like, there's a light in dark to each placement in your natal chart. And so you have to palpate that and work through that based upon your choices and decisions. Like, let's just say, you know, for Aries, for the sign of Aries, for you, ruled by Mars. So controlling your temper, keeping a cool and collected head, you know, a lot of energy leaning into Obatala too for that because you want to calm the mind, right? It's not a reactionary thing. And that's what shows how you build character and how you grow. So, um, for someone like you, I can see how you can lean into a lot of Obatala to kind of, you know, kind of calm the mind because Aries rules the head, Obatala rules the head because without, without the heart, the head means nothing. So, um, you know, and the head carries the body. So, you know, it's kind of interesting how you can merge a lot of this stuff. And, and I, I enjoy, you know, as a daughter of Oshun, I've, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, the stories behind the numbers. I read through the books. Um, and I enjoy like reading people's NATO charts because I'm like, hey, I have this ability to help them and assist them. Because if you don't have the awareness of self, right, then how can you understand things and how to how to palpate those things um, and grow and build character if you don't know your shortcomings and your weaknesses and your strengths and how to build on that to reach those desired outcomes and goals to integrate and, and really lean into your higher self, so to speak. It's all connected. It's a beautiful thing. Definitely. And, you know, I can confirm that, you know, as a young man, um, it took a lot of polishing to get to the, uh, the product that we present now within myself, you know, a lot of thought, a lot of logic, a lot of analysis, you know, and as we get older, we have to become a little less emotional and a little more methodical. I, I ask you, I heard about this concept recently and you might be able to provide some uh, clarity on it does divine geometry fall within astrology at all divine geometry no one it, has it, ever it, asked me it, that it, question it, <laughs> sorry no it, it might not i just i heard about it recently i wasn't sure if it was because you know they were trying to they were kind of explaining it to me as you know certain degrees and it has to do with angels and things like that but they kind of referenced the uh the universe and space as well but I, I wasn't sure if it was a part of the same thing. But my, my next question is, you know, when did um, Ifa kind of come into your life, especially, you know, starting off with, you know, tarot and astrology? At what point was your first exposure to uh, to Ifa and Santeria? Oh, my gosh, that's such a beautiful question. Um, I'm so happy to answer that. And I don't mean to get emotional about this, but um, it happened all in one shot. <laughs> so, wow. um so basically what happened is I had um, a very big tragedy in my life where I lost someone very close to me. And Sorry. I had people, I was about 20, 24 years old, and I had some people um, that were um, very um, connected to to Santeria, to, to Ifa. And I, I kind of landed in it by accident. I didn't really, I wasn't looking for it. I didn't know anything about Oshun. I didn't know anything about the saints. I didn't know anything about the religion at all. Um, I just knew I was around it. I had seen like the statues. I had seen the sopetas. I had seen like stuff out and altars. And I was like, what is all this stuff? But at the time 
I was in a very, very bad place. And due to this loss and this tragedy, um, I really didn't see the point of living anymore. I was kind of in this space where I felt very defeated um, and very lost. And I had a friend of mine at the time that um, asked me um, to come to a house where all these babalaos were there and get a reading. And at the time I was like so desperate and I was in such a bad place that I was open to just about anything at that point, but I was always very spiritual. So it wasn't like it's something that frightened me. I was just kind of curious. And so as I walked in the door, there was about maybe six or seven babalaos in this circle and they asked me to come in and take my shoes off. And there was the mat and everything. And I sat down and Indian style and I, and there they started reading and they were all dressed in white. And again, I didn't know you got, you have to understand. I literally didn't know nothing like nothing. And right as I was doing the, um, right as I was doing the reading in the middle of it, I heard all the babalas at one, one time go, Oh, Shun. And I'm just like, who's Oshun? Like, I don't know who this is. Like, who are you talking about? What's this? What is this? So, um, and then the babala leans over to me and this was the moment that I realized how powerful Oshun was like, because there was some information that no one knew in my life, except the person that was deceased at the time and myself. And that Babala leaned over to me and he says to me, I want you to know that you're an original, like Oshun's been with you this whole entire time since you were in the belly of your mother. And I said, I really, I'm so sorry. I don't know who this is. Like, I don't know who Oshun is. And then he had explained to me in the reading some information that was top secret. Like, I wouldn't share this with a soul. I kept it in my heart. I, I... So, um, and he told me Oshun was saying something that happened to me that was a really bad time in my life. And it was a mean thing that happened to me. I shared it with nobody. And I kept that pain in my heart. And Oshun said somebody did this to you and um and i got pretty upset the bubble i was saying and i started to cry and it was like a really it was just this moment that i believed in whoever this was there was no question in my mind that she was so real and i looked over at all these guys that i didn't even know and i felt this kinship i felt this like community i was like i feel like i'm home I, I feel like I've landed and that was part of the sign as it said that you're here like Oshun led you here and welcome home like welcome back like we're, you know I'm with you and so from that moment on it was just go 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 from that from the time it took off and I got initiated in uh, 2006 um, I got the reading in about I think it was like 2004 ish five ish somewhere in there. Um, and I will never forget that moment. And that's when I became a believer and very interested. I started buying books and reading about, um, about Ifa and the stories, understand the signs. Um, and I think at the time, I'm going to share this with you for all that are watching. It's quite interesting because at the time I got initiated, the diversity of different, um, you know, um, you know, <clears throat> 
oh my gosh, I can't think of the word right now, sorry. Like from black, white to Asian, like it wasn't as like diverse as it is now in the religion where now you're seeing like white, you're seeing Asian people. And it, at the time it was a little more, not as fluent, I guess we'd say, I would say. Um, so I kind of, but I'm always, I'm open to, I have people that I read for all over the world. So like, to me, culture is everything. I love it. So I'm not uncomfortable in settings and situations where I don't know how to survive. So when I, at the time it was a little more isolated and then now took from that time to this time to 2023, I can't believe how diverse it's become. And it makes me happy because people are really seeing the power and the beauty behind it too, as well. So um but that's how it all started and that's the story and i truly believe in my heart that oshun has saved my life that day because i was told that i didn't have much time that it would have been something really bad would have come up and and oshun says i'm not going to allow that because you have work to do here on earth from the reading the bubbles were telling me you have to help a lot of people and I and now here I am in 2023 and I've helped thousands. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Oshun's my boss, you know. I can't work without her. <laughs> no, definitely. So. And uh, you know, the yellow team is a very particular one. I pertain to it. My wife pertains to it. Um, she's very particular with us. So now I ask you, you having now a priestesshood within um, this spirituality, and then apart from that. Um, practicing astrology, how have you been able to kind of conjoin both of them to get the best results for your clientele? How, how have both of them been able to help each other, to help you, to help others? Um, I just, you know, I, to me, I feel spirituality and, and working with the saints is a disciplined, it's like a ritualized routine. I get up in the morning, I work with Oshon, I work with the saints, I talk with them, I tend to my ancestors and my bulbada all the time. Um, I don't quite integrate it as much as I feel like I lean more into because of the mediumship work, ancestors and spirit. I feel like that is like my, my strong point. But Oshun is kind of like my governor. You know, the saints are like watching over me. The warriors are watching over me. Kind of like my bouncers to kind of keep things nice. And so I can, they hold me up so I can continue to help people. But the mediumship part is part of the, in a way, some people call it a spiritist or people that do a lot of misas. It's kind of like misa work, you know, like uh, stuff like that. I feel like each hour that I'm doing with a client, it feels like, a, like I'm sitting in on a misa, even though misa is like two hours. It's like an hour and I just sit in because my, at the time my padrino was telling me, he's like, you're like doing like misas. I'm like, I know. It's just like, you know, what do you do? So I guess it's a combination of spirit. And the protection and power of Oshun and the saints behind me so they can kind of be like a bouncer for me so everything goes okay to better assist and help this client because I represent them. So I try to be as honorable as I can to that individual. Absolutely. Now, another thing that you mentioned um, earlier was the tarot where, you know, it played a huge yep. role in your uh, your first steps and ultimately, you know, your career and, you know, the services you provide now. Um, what are some of the decks you're using now at this stage? You know, which ones would you recommend to the beginners? Which ones, you know, have really impacted you and on your journey? This is a great question because, um, I know a lot of people that use tarot have preference decks that they like to use and, and that would be me too. Um, 
there are a lot of decks that you could use. There's Oracle cards, which are very different. Um, tarot is, is more, it's more intricate. To me, this tells the story where Oracle cards are more just like, boom, here's the message. Um, I work with both. The deck that I like to use is no longer out there. They're not producing it anymore. Um, it's by a, a lady named Doreen Virtue. She's, um, she changed her belief system now and she denounced all her work, but her work is amazing. Um, it's called Angel Tarot and it's my favorite deck, but they're not producing it anymore. So I have all the limited editions in my closet. I have copies of them. Um, they have the writer, the writer weight. Um, I think I'm saying that writer white writer weight. Excuse me if I made a mistake. Um, that one is the most common one. It's the more traditional one. And most people lean into that one and grab it. Um, it's it's something I started off with when I first started doing my readings, um, but it didn't quite resonate with me as it did more of the the saints because the saints, the angel tarot are very much a part of the tarot card itself. So they represent each card in tarot, kind of like similar to like you know with like Oshun and you know and Shango but um like Archangel Michael's in there just different angels that are correlated to each one of those cards I I love that deck and, and no matter what anyone says because Doreen Virtue who designed the deck who wrote for the deck she denounced it I forget when maybe back in 2018 or something like this and she completely committed herself to Jesus and Christianity which was quite blindsiding to the people that were utilizing her decks and spending the money. I didn't care. I didn't judge her. I'm like, Hey, if that's your thing, but her work, um, is, is really good. Some of her books and stuff I like. Yeah. yeah one doesn't take away from the other. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, art is art. Uh, a product is a product. Now, do you find yourself incorporating the astrology more into the tarot? when you're using it or is it, or do you also maintain those kind of in each of their own spaces? Cause you're involved, you know, you have quite a few licenses within spirituality. You have your priestesshood and Oshun, your astrological preparation and also the tarot. So how does the tarot and astrology kind of interact for you? It's very, very connected. Um, okay. so, um, when, for instance, in tarot, we have like, I'll use this as an example. So if someone comes to me and they're like, April, when am I going to get that job? You know, I applied for it three months ago and a client comes to me and says, I need to know the win factor. Like, can you tell me? And so I utilize tarot to get a duration of time, but I use it in Zodiac seasons. So uh, let's just say I pull the hermit card. The hermit card is Virgo. It's the sign of Virgo. So I immediately say to client, it looks like spirit is saying that you will get this job in the duration of time of the sign of Virgo. So Think of Virgo season, look at the dates. Then you start opening your calendar and you're like, okay, September, you know, end of end of August leading to September. Virgo season starts August 23rd. So they'll know that spirit is hiding, highlighting that for them as to know when and have a little more preparedness about when exactly they're going to get this job. Um, or for instance, the star card. Star card is the sign of Aquarius. A lot of the times I use tarot for birthings or kind of leaning into, is this woman going to have a C-section? Is she going to have a vaginal delivery? And I'll be able to look at where the moon card is in tarot and what sign falls close to it. Um, I can kind of see where the child or when the child will be born based on their moon sign. And that's how I know when the delivery is going to come. I can kind of map it out using the tool of tarot to get a better sense of when that time will be because the moon will be close to, let's just say, 
let's just say I pull the moon card and then I pull the hermit card and I have a three, like I have like a, um, like the three of wands or something. I'll, I'll know there's like a little bit of a weight or a pause. Moon means the moon will be in Virgo. So it, and that's how I'll map it out. And then I'll pull the moon calendar out on my phone. Okay, I think this baby is going to be born between this time and this time. It looks like from the way Tarot's showing me that there might be, if I pull like a three of swords, I'll know that there will be a C-section cut or there will be some kind of cutting. Swords means cutting. So that's how I utilize a lot of this stuff to like find out times, durations, and, and the power of Tarot is amazing because it will definitely tell me a story as to what happened including mysterious deaths people will come to me and they're doing an investigation and they'll say hey april there's something uh, mysterious about how this person passed i will use tarot to better answer the question as to what happened to this soul um you know what is the the truth behind their passing and it will come through through tarot to show me and i'll get the images and i'll know through my third eye get some auditory and then look at the signs that come up through tarot um, numbers, things like that. Like, okay, I'm picking up on a three or a two, um, you know, and I read in tens. So tens tell the story. So I'll be like one, two, three, four, and I'll keep going and so on. I pause, then I talk, then I pull another 10 until I get through the whole deck and I shuffle again and I do it all over again until I really get an understanding of what's going on. And what it does, what I do, I feel like my spirits and the saints behind me, what they do is we have a natural auric field around us that is, well, I call it the ancestral field that orbits around us. And when I go into people's fields as I'm reading, I'm able to pluck information from their field, their auric field to understand health or um, even their health or what's going on with their cellular body, um, <clears throat> you can pick up on where the weaknesses are in their chakra point. So it's, it's, it's really a wonderful and powerful tool to utilize to offer clients to give them a better gist of what, what they need to work on, preparedness, dates, um, you know, the do's, the don'ts, the warnings. Um, and it's kind of no different than getting a reading through your, your Padrino. Like, you, you know, you kind of want to know, hey, what do I need to kind of fix this up? And I'm, am I any day? And I'm, am I in Osobo? Um, so tarot and that tool, spirit's advice through that tool, we have another to better assist and answer questions very quickly and give them the immediate answer they're looking for. Sometimes there is no right or wrong answer. It's kind of like what we choose because we have free will too. That's a lot. Of, a lot of people don't realize that sometimes there's no right or wrong answer. So it's just kind of what we choose and what we make of it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Now, and now let's say there's a young lady out there kind of in the same situation you were in eight years old, 10 years old, 14 years old, who's noticing they have gifts, who's beginning to hear about these different disciplines and whatnot and, you know, being interested what advice would you give to someone who wants to get involved in astrology um, moving forward, especially with the current climate um, that, you know, this spirituality is in? What advice would you give to them? Um, I would advise them 
to begin with good spiritual hygiene first and foremost uh, working with their ancestors because you really want to make sure you have a good foundation and a relationship with them and you want the protection to start exercising those gifts because the protection is what moves the other things out of the way because the more spiritual you become the more you can attract um even in negative energy or pick up from people's junk or their filth their energy especially when they have those gifts and they're opening up more you absorb more so spiritual hygiene by far is the number one foundation and also working with your spirits you have to develop a very good relationship with them because they're going to provide you that protection and discernment and you can be a better help and assistance to other people around you but if you don't have if you're not cleansing yourself often, if you're not doing that often, you can take on other people's stuff and it becomes harder and harder to, to feel good or to get the right answer because it's all this muddled down um, information. And that's one of the things I only share this because this is one of the things I've learned that you can't get lazy on your spiritual hygiene because it will affect you and it will affect you. But if they have those gifts, they have to start with good spiritual hygiene because they have it for a reason. And so that means they're more open. If you're more open, guess what? You're more open, the more things come in. And that's not always good because there's some things we don't want to come in. You know, we want to get all that stuff out of the way. No, definitely great advice. I think uh, cleanliness is close to godliness. Um, and we have to protect ourselves because, you know, when we are spiritual professionals and we're delving into each other's space and third eyes and chakras and energies, there's an exchange that occurs there. And sometimes you can get more than you expect or want. Um, April, really fabulous conversation. I have to ask you, what's next for you? Please let us know, um, you know, what your next projects are, how people can get in contact with you or in touch with you. And as well, um, you know, final words for our communities at large. Thank you. Um, wow, there's a lot going on. I got a podcast coming out. I'm really excited nice. about that. So uh, I'm. In, it's called. Um, it's almost there. Um, it's through Austria Sons. My my. The name Austria Sons comes from my spirit. So for those that are asking, why do you have that name? That was just something my spirits gave me. Um, and they said this is the name we're representing ourselves when we work with you and work through you. I was like, okay. But I have Ostracendance where it's teaching, talk, astrology, truth, tarot. And then I have a subdivision coming out called Conspiracies. So it's like Conspiracies, but it's C-O-N, spirit, and the word seas, um, which I will be doing celebrity psychic readings on Mysterious Deaths, the predictions for what's to come for the United States, um, what my spirits have to say about what we need to prepare for it. You know, if you're easily triggered, I don't recommend that subdivision because I'm spirit doesn't really have an interest in anyone's opinions more. So they're interested in the truth because spirit only speaks in truth. Correct. But if there's something that needs to be said about the politicians that are going out there, it will be said. And so they're not, they don't see the black or they don't see the, the red and the blue and the stuff that the ego creates here in this world and society it's all separate from that so it's kind of beautiful to see what they have to say so we have a gist of what's going on a lot of these celebrities are passing away quote unquote from suicides and things like that and a lot of people are like hmm, that sounds interesting and i'm not sure if that's really what happened it's quite interesting to see what comes up what spirit has to say and sometimes it's quite the opposite of what they're claiming in the media that that happened 
And so I do these live raw readings. So there's no interruption, there's no editing and there's no censorship. So you get all of it the way it is. And uh, I check out for a little bit. April's no longer there. It's just about what it is and what they have to say. So, um, so I have two of those podcasts coming out. I have Austria Sun Subdivision Conspiracies coming out this Libra season. So hopefully people will catch that on a lot of Instagram stories I'll be posting. Um, and then also I have a deck coming out, <laughs> an Oracle deck. It's two decks nice. that are combined as a package. So I've been working on this since about 2020. Um, and my spirits didn't want me to work with uh, Chinese printers for some reason back then. And now look at the stuff that's going on right now in the world with China. China's not getting back to American artists, by the way, for those that are watching. So one of my uh, artists that's working with the deck, she was, uh, she went back to message um, China because it's cheaper to print in China. And my spirit said, we don't want anything to do with that. We want American flag on the back of our deck. I was like, well, that's a pretty strong request. And I knew they said it for a reason. So a lot of the deck was postponed until now. So right now I'm working on that. So the deck and the, and the two podcasts subdivision conspiracy so that's what i got coming up and for those that are watching that um that are interested in tarot and astrology and things like that um to me the message i have is just these are all just tools the better to be to bring that awareness to yourself and utilize those tools to be the best version of yourself to have more awareness of your shortcomings and your weaknesses no different what led you to come to the religion for for santeria or ifa you seek the truth, you come for the truth. And that's what these tools are about is to bring you back to yourself and remember your power and who you are. And if you want the truth by God, they're there, but these are just tools to use as you build your spirit up and build yourself up and you grow and evolve. Well, April, needless to say, thank you so much for the interaction, the conversation. Um, I think some great things were, uh, you know, relayed here as far as your ancestry, as well as you clarifying so much about astrology for, you know, our community. And, um, you know, we can't wait to see all the things that you have coming out. And guys, please be sure to check in the description to get in contact with April for readings, consultation, charts, etc. Be on the lookout for a podcast and can't wait to see that deck. Yeah. And guys, we got some shout outs. Awesome. We got some shout outs for our uh, members. Here's Perfect. the harp. There we go. Oh, All fabulous. Right. <laughs> awesome. All right, before we get out of here, we got some shout outs. We got some VIP shout outs. Shout out to Kathy. Kathy, six months. All wow. right, we got shout out to Jada Rocks. Jada, thank you. Shout out to Alyssa Statler. Yay, Alyssa. Shout out to Jewel. Jewel. And here we go to the super fan shout outs. We got Anna Rodriguez for six months. Anna, thank you. We got Joaquin Mendez for six months. Bendicione, mijao. And another six month shout out to Kenya Hutton. So make sure thank you, you guys Kenya. join our membership for extra content. Uh, share the share the channel, guys. Like, subscribe, comment, you know, let people know about the membership program. And until next time, see the light.